is the Cataholos podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 2, Episode 7, How to Look After Your Mind. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cataholos podcast. So I had a friend of mine, he said to me, I like to listen to your podcasts. I like, they help me to get to sleep. So I'll do my best to keep my voice uh, calm and soothing for you. So before we get started into today's topic about looking after your mind, uh, I'd like to say a massive thank you as always to our sponsor for season two, the Masterclass Sessions. So I attended one last month online in February when we made this and it's fantastic. So the next one is in March 2022. And it's on the 9th of March and it's Charlie Lawson and it's all about how to get people to promote you and your business for you. So if you're in business, you think, yeah, I'm tired of doing it myself. I need somebody to help me to get people to do it for me. That'd be fantastic. So I'm going to be there. Um, So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on. Hopefully you can enjoy that. So this is a topic that I got uh, requested to make by a friend. And to be honest, I could do a whole season on this. So if that's be something you'd want in a bit more depth, I've got so much material for this, uh, let me know and I'm, I'll be happy to make that for you. So today's topic is how to look after your mind. And I want to give you a three-part program to help you to look after your mind because we're getting better in some ways in teaching this in schools and some great people doing a lot of good work around mental health. But again, I always think, are we doing enough? Could we help people more? And I never got taught this really. I had to kind of figure it out as I went and I'd like to try and help you as much as I can. I think this is 100% essential as a skill in life because it's your responsibility to look after your mind, but it's also your opportunity to be able to make peace and to be kind to your mind. And the older I get and the more I go in business, definitely, the more I realize just how essential this is. Nobody can look after your mind for you. People can help you. They can support you. It's your mind. It's your responsibility. So don't be scared by that, you know. Just think, okay, response, able. I'm able to respond to that. (laughs) I'm I'm willing to do something about that. And then hopefully we can help you with that. So we're going to look at your brain. Because you might hear the phrase brain or mind kind of used interchangeably. I used to get really confused with that. So I'll try and explain that a little bit. We're going to be looking at your mind and specifically how meditation can help you with that. I'm going to give you like four things, you know me, I like alliteration, start with S, that help to combine to give you a sense of space in your mind. Because so many people tell me that's what they really want. They want the ability to just sit there and be like, oh, that's better, you know, there's too much on the mind, racing thoughts, there's no sense of space, everything's too cluttered. So let's give you something, and I I really like this, um, because I get to reference one of my favourite people ever, uh, Mr. Greg Plitt. So Greg Plitt, wow, he was an incredible man. He was a military man, and he was an army ranger, and then he took that disciplined mindset into the world of fitness. Just Google Greg Plitt. He's incredible, but he talked a lot about training yourself and training your mind and having integrity. So for many reasons, what he came up with really resonated with me. And I took inspiration uh, from one of his models, which I'm going to share with you. But then I want to apply it to the brain because I think it works just as well. So I want you to think about this, treating your brain just like you treat your body. All right. And Greg Greg came up with a really good framework. He said, if you imagine a table or a chair on the floor, It needs four legs to stand, unless it's a tripod. It needs four legs. It needs, and and the same is true of your body. 
needs four things. And if you get all four of these balanced, you'll have a nice sturdy solid body and it'll be solid. If you don't, it'll fall down. And the four things were cardio, cardiovascular training, getting out of breath, walking, running, swimming, lifting weights or resistance training with your body, your nutrition, what you eat, and then how you rest and recover. Now, we're not going to do this in relation to your body. That works really well, by the way. If you're looking after your body, just do those four things. Inspired by that, the same framework for looking after your mind. So let's think about it. With your mind, you want to have some cardio, something that gets you stimulated. So think about that, because when you've been for a run or a walk or you've played tennis or whatever it is that you do, your heart is racing and you feel stimulated. You're out of breath, you might be sweating, and there's a sense of, oh yeah, that's that's good that, or you might not enjoy it. And it's the same thing with your mind. So you might get some stimulation through a hobby. It might be music. It might be an environmental thing. But making sure you're stimulating your mind, yeah? Get it moving, get it going, learn a language, do something that pushes it to get a bit out of breath, yeah? And, and takes it on a bit of a journey. Nothing worse than a static mind when you're feeling anxious and panicky and depressed and overwhelmed. You just sat there like a stagnant pond. You gotta get the water flowing, yeah? So some kind of stimulation, some kind of stimulus. Just use your phone if you wanna get some music, right? And then in terms of weights for your mind, well, again, think about lifting weights. It's difficult, isn't it? It's heavy. So which concepts or which situations at the moment are forcing you to lift in terms of your thinking? You think, ah, can't get my head around this, people often say. Oh, it's a really difficult concept. That's good, by the way. It's really good. Not always, but a lot of these difficult things, that are like heavy lifting for the brain, they're where some of the best revelations and, and inspirations and breakthrough moments come from in human history. You have a really difficult problem, and it's really heavy and difficult, like lifting a big heavy weight, but you find a way to do it right? So challenge yourself. And if again, be aware of this, it's all about balance. If you've got a lot of that already, then we go on to the next one. So those two are about kind of performance aspects of the mind, but nutrition in relation to your mind, what are you feeding it? You know, what do you feed it online, offline? Do you feed it books, positive phrases? Who do you follow on social media? What TV are you watching? What's your environment like? What pictures are around you? What videos, what sights, what sounds, what smells? That's all feeding your brain. Your brain is incredible. Your skin is a semi-porous membrane, means it lets in certain things, right? It doesn't let in everything, but it lets in certain things, like heat. And it's the same thing with our brain, right? It lets in a lot of stuff. So if you don't want stuff going in there, don't be around it. Don't feed yourself with it. It's as simple as that. What are you feeding your brain? Imagine it like a little, little dog, yeah? Are you feeding it good stuff or not? And the final one is rest. Now, I've done a whole podcast on how to rest and recover properly, so make sure you check that out if you're mentally feeling very tired because rest, recovery, and relaxation are not the same thing. Um, so that'll help you with that. But again, if you're sat there going, yeah, I'm doing all this performance like cardio, I'm doing all this heavy lifting with my mind, and I'm, I'm eating as well as I can, well, then you need to rest. And what that rest looks like is different for every mind. Some people, they love to do meditation. Some people, they can't think of anything worse. And you might rather take the dogs out for a walk with your girlfriend or something, yeah? But we've got to have rest. And that's that'll come in in the third bit I'm going to share with you. So think about that, right? If you are doing cardio, weights, nutrition, rest for your brain, yeah, as an organ, it's going to be in good shape. It really, really is. <laughs> a lot of us, and I've had this. We get like out of shape with our thinking and our brains almost becomes lazy and it's easy to forget that, you know, we exist within a physical body. A lot of the time when we're thinking, we think we're just some kind of floating head, but we're not. 
we're, we're in a physical body. You know, if you're listening to us now, you're in a physical body. Maybe if you listen to us in the future, it might be a bit different, but that's for the future. <laughs> All right, so that's how to look after your brain. Yeah, that's the first part. Think of it just like your body. How do you look after your body? Do the same thing with your brain. Now, the second thing is I want to talk about your mind. Now, you might have heard phrases like brain and mind interchangeably, and what does that actually mean? Well, you've got your brain, and that's an organ, but there's way more to you than just your brain. Yeah, there's your physical body, like I said. And then people start to use terms like the mind. And then that's where it gets really interesting because when you can think about things, right, you're thinking with your mind. So if you're thinking about an open beach and a vast space, there's no beach in your head, there's no beach inside your brain, but you're able to conceptualize it. You can probably see it now, can't you? So what's that all about? That's tapping into the mind. So they're related. Think of it like the brain is part of the mind. You know, the brain and body. Some people say the brain and the body are just part of the mind. And it can get a bit complicated. But what I'm trying to say is, as well as like, say like with your body, you've got muscles, like your brain. There's more to your body than just muscles. There's ligaments, there's tendons, there's organs, all these different bits. So how do you actually look after your mind? My number one recommendation is meditation. Now, some people love meditation. Some people, you might not even know what it is or have, have done it. The reason that I recommend it is just from personal experience it is the, probably the best thing I've ever ever done to look after my mind hands down the one recommendation you take from this whole podcast is meditation end of podcast <laughs> right so why is that and what does it actually do for you well I've been meditating now for I don't know like seven eight years something like that so much in life and so much in business as I'm sure you know is performance related isn't it you do this you get that result there's this problem, we've got to create this solution. Kids are hungry. This person's got COVID, right? A lot of it is performance and we have to do stuff all the time. We've got to do, we've got to go do. Meditation is more about being. Now, when I talk to people about this, they say, I haven't got time to do it. That's not mostly true. It's more a sense of they don't see the value in doing it because you can't see any tangible results after 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe even five years. But what it does is it taps into your mind in a deeper and subtle way. But the the improvements and the changes it can make are huge. They're absolutely massive because I've used this phrase before and it's so true. Tony Robbins talks about there's a science to success, right? So it's like there's a science to business. You do certain things, you get certain results. But it talks about there's an art to fulfillment, right? So... If you want to be fulfilled in your mind and have moments of happiness and joy and satisfaction and kindness and appreciation and wonder and serenity, they often don't come from performance. They really don't. And we'll get into how to cultivate those towards the end. But they come from an appreciation of things as they are now and, a, and being able to handle it. So when I first started meditating, I used Headspace. Headspace is really good if you go on your app store or Android store. Um, Headspace, they do guided meditations and it's free to start. There's loads on YouTube, you know, if you don't want to spend money, don't spend money. But they're good because they'll guide you through it. And people that are experienced and professionals and they know what they're doing. Headspace was set up by Andy Puddicombe, who's a Buddhist monk and he trained in monasteries and he wanted to bring that to, you know, different people. So I found that very helpful and on and off I used that for about three, four years. And then you start to learn the practice because, again, it's a practice. It's not a performance. And then you can just kind of do it your way. So I do it now every single day, every single day. And what it's done for me, for my mind, it is literally and figuratively opened it up. 
they talk about your mind's almost like a house and you're stuck in one room. Well, meditation's given me moments where I've gotten not only into a different room, but outside the house. I'll give you an example. I once finished meditating in the room that I'm recording this for you now. I don't know if you've ever had this. I finished, I opened my eyes. There was nothing in my head. But I was perfectly conscious and aware that there was nothing in my head. It's like starting your phone or your computer at a full battery but no tabs open. It was amazing. Honestly, it was incredible. And for about 30 seconds, I was fully awake, fully conscious, nothing in my mind, just sat there like, this is great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then, of course, thoughts came back. Now, it's not about chasing those moments, but that was um, a result of you know all the meditation I've done. And what it's also done is it's brought my appreciation of the present moment into sharp relief. A lot of the time when I'm working with people, they tell me that they're either thinking about the past or the future. And it's hard, isn't it? Because in business, you're constantly having to prepare for the future, learn from the past. And sometimes your present moment gets squeezed. Meditation allows you to be, again, not do, be in this present moment and say to your mind, right, there's more to my life than what I want for the future. And then that, to me, is really powerful because it starts to get into the third thing I'm going to talk about, which is... To be honest, sometimes when our mind's not great, it's because we, and I include myself in this, can become too self-obsessed. What do I think? What do I feel? How am I today? How's that affect my family? What's going on in my business? They're all really important questions, and it's very important to back yourself, as I've said before, and support yourself. I'm not saying don't do that, but there can be points where we take it too far. Dr. Kevin Treston, who's an incredible man, was one of my mentors and my father's mentors said you can suffer from paralysis by analysis you sat there thinking about something so many times from the past to the future you just paralyze yourself and you don't take any action and the best piece of advice i ever got for looking after your mind someone said go help somebody else and i love that because what i did was i was just in the present moment and reaching out beyond myself and this is where it gets a little bit depends on your, your belief system but when we start to act and be in certain ways, we can connect with other people. If you doubt that, just think about when you're in the room with a dog, pick up on the vibe in the room. You don't say anything, but they know, right? Something's going on. What are they doing there? There's something in their brain, their mind, that's kind of on a level with yours. So going back to meditation, just do it. Try it. You've got nothing to lose, everything to gain from an appreciation and a satisfaction and a joyful way of looking at it. Because if we think we need life hacks and brain hacks and do this system, they're all really useful up until a point. But like I said before, your responsibility for your mind starts and ends with you. Other people can take you so far, then you got to do it yourself. Again, Greg Plitt, he said, you know, there comes a time where you have to become the master, you know, not just learning from other people. And I'm still very much in the stage of learning. But what's cool about it as well is you start to right from the start, have not only a beginner's mind, but you start to master something. And what you're starting to master is the ability to just be with yourself. It's very powerful, that. Very powerful. So that's something to look after your brain and something to look after what we call your mind. And the final thing is <laughs> four that start with S. Again, it's, you know, if it helps you remember. And these are all linked to a combination, really, of your brain and your mind. And my own personal experience uh, dealing with clients and with myself and just people in general simplicity, stimulation, solidarity, and stillness. So let's look at each one. Simplicity is very good for the mind. 
I think we're starting to forget we're not computers and computers are not humans. And as things start to become, you know, technology moves closer, like you have, you know, implants or you have all sorts of different things, maybe nanobots inside your blood in the future. To compute something means to like process it. Yeah, the original computers, I think I've got this right, were women from the 1900s. It was a phrase used in relation to a lot of the computing work done by at the time, mainly women. And we've taken that and expanded on that. And computers can process vast complexity, but we're, we're more than computers. And if we're being honest, I know I, know I do. I like sim- simple things. I like to keep things simple. I like to start with simplicity, go through complexity, and end up with informed simplicity. And that's what a lot of these meditations have been, teachers and these men and women have been saying for thousands of years, keep it simple. Yeah, if you're, if you're in doubt, if you're paralyzed over analyzing something, or keep it simple. And then people say, well, it's not simple. Say, so try. Try and simplify it. If you can simplify something, it often is a sign that you know it very well. So simplifying the mind just starts by saying, okay, I've got to look after it because it's a big part of me. The second one is stimulation and specifically overstimulation. Depending on the kind of person you are, um, you might like being around people, you might like your own space, combination of two, depending on how you are. But be aware of overstimulation, especially in business. I have to like bring myself down sometimes in the evening. I don't know if you find that with business because it can be so stimulating mentally, intellectually, emotionally, financially, socially. You're getting all this stimulus to your brain, all these chemicals are firing around you, feeling all these emotions. And you can get to the end of the day and you're right up there at the top and you've got to bring yourself down. That's why so many people struggle to sleep because you're trying to go from 100 mentally to zero. So just be aware of over stimulation. And these can link in together at simplicity and overstimulation. You might say, right, I'm not going to read a book and listen to music and check my emails. I'm just going to read a book in bed for half an hour. Now people say, oh, isn't that stimulation? It's weird. Books are better in a softer way. I really enjoy reading before bed. It's a softer kind of stimulation. It's not. A screen sometimes can be a lot harsher. Just just try it. The next one is solidarity. Well, I've kind of alluded to this before, haven't I? I said when your mind is suffering, depending on what it is, obviously, um, you can reach out and help somebody else. And some of the best examples of people have done that. They've empowered themselves through their suffering and what they've gone through to help other people because they understand, hang on a second, if I'm feeling this, I'm thinking this, my mind's like this, what's somebody else like? There's no better feeling than knowing you've helped somebody else, often to dodge a bullet, you know? And there's some great people out there doing some great work. So if you're doing anything to be in solidarity, to stand with somebody and help them alongside, help them, you should be very proud of yourself. And stillness, keeping still. If you wanna properly relax, just try this. Move around slower. I did it on holiday in Portugal, I deliberately walked slower, I sat slower, I stood up slower to say to my brain, slow down, be still. And if you really struggle to be still, that's a good sign that that's an area for development where it could really help you. Think about it like this, if we're rushing around all the time mentally, we're going to do that for the things we're trying to enjoy. I don't know anybody wants to go on a half an hour holiday, do you? I wouldn't want to go on a half an hour holiday. I'd want to draw it out as much as I could and be still in that moment and enjoy that. So just think about where's the stillness, space for stillness in your day. And if the answer is none, put some in. And what they all add up to, simplicity, stimulation, solidarity, stillness, is a sense of space, a sense of vast space. If there's one thing I know, it's that space is vast. The space inside your brain and your mind is vast. It's untapped. We don't need an upgrade. It's untapped, you'll never fill your brain full of too much material. 
It's just incredible. So if you've got some space, literal breathing room, you think, oh, okay, right. Often that's all you need to just take you to the next place. The last thing I wanted to do is kind of put that into like an example day. Now, obviously everybody's different, but I found with this that people come to me a lot for how. They know why, they know what, but it's like, right, well, how do I actually do it? So here's an example. So in terms of your brain and treating it with cardio, weights, nutrition, rest, just do the same as you would for um, for workouts. You, know, you schedule your workouts into the week. You might batch cook your meals to ensure it's healthy. You have a few cheat meals, whatever it is, time off. Same thing with your mind. You just say, all right, where am I going to stimulate my mind? I'm going to do my hobby on a Wednesday night or I'm going to do it a few times a week or, or I've got some really difficult things at the moment I'm thinking through. So I'm going to make sure that I'm eating well physically and I'm also surrounding myself with some good people in a good environment so that I'm feeding that brain that I can handle that problem. And you think, all right, where can, where can I rest my mind? Not just sleep, physical sleep, where can I rest? Oh, I might rest it by going out for some drinks with friends or I might rest it by watching a program on Netflix. So that's the first thing. Do it for like a week and say, right, in this week, where can I apply cardio, weights, nutrition and rest for my mind? In terms of the meditation, do it every day, every day. Start of the day or end of the day at the best times. People say, what if I fall asleep meditating? That's okay. It's quite nice, actually. Um, I personally do it at the start of the day. Don't do it in the middle of the day. Depending on the kind of day you've got, you probably won't do it. Fix it to just before or just after you've done something. Just before breakfast, just after breakfast, just before dinner, just after dinner, just before bed, right? Um, because by doing that, you, you're more likely to make it happen than trying to find time. If you try and find time for it, you won't do it. You'll do it infrequently, it won't work. And simplicity, stimulation, solidarity, and stillness, well, they're cool. Just being aware of that, you can start to bring that into your day. So you say, right, I've got these three back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. I'm just going to have five minutes in between each one, sitting and doing nothing. What's that, 15 minutes? But if that then gives you better mental energy for each of those meetings, it's been time invested, hasn't it? So you start saying, where can I be still today? Where can I find some space? Can I help somebody else? Am I trying to make things too complicated? Brilliant question from Tim Ferriss. Check out Tim Ferriss. He said, yeah, but what if it was easy? People usually say, well, it's not. Yeah, but if it was? Whole new question. It's brilliant. So that's just an example. Yeah, you start the day with the meditation. Throughout the day, trying to find some moments of stillness and space. Throughout the week, you've got your plan to look after your body just like your mind. And vice versa. <laughs> And then you might have some special moments of just appreciation. Honestly, when you start to have some moments, some of these moments, they really stack up. And actually, long term, that's what you'll remember. You won't remember everything. You'll just remember those wonderful moments. And looking after your mind seems to help you to have more of those and you remember them better. It's very powerful. All right, guys. So it's always a pleasure spending time with you. And until we speak again, um, I hope that's been helpful for you. And just pick one thing, you know, is it looking after your, your brain? Is it your mind? Is it the space? Just pick one thing, but commit to doing it and just try it. None of these things are going to harm you at all. Remember, it is your responsibility, which is great. You're able to do something to look after your mind. And the second thing is, even if you choose not to do that, and however your mind is at the moment, remember, without having to do anything, somebody somewhere loves you very, very much, just as you are. Okay, take care and speak soon.